Hey guys, Jose Medrano here from NYCFC's digital team. Um, we're trying something a little different uh, today, bringing you guys more of a long-form podcast-style conversation. Let us know if you like it. If you do, we'll keep them coming. Um, today we've got Ben Sweat here. Ben, how's it going, man? It's going good, man. It's going really well. How's your off-season been? Off-season's been really good. Um, you know, it's been a long off-season. You know, we're starting a, a little later this preseason, which is, which is fine. You know, it gives us a little more downtime. But it's been good. Just been back and forth with Florida, with my wife, and um, you know, just enjoying some cold weather and some warm weather mixed in. What's new? What have you been up to? Have you been training, watching shows? Like, um, kind of been doing a lot, man. I've been, um, you know, I've been training on and off. You know, obviously it's important to take some time off. So I took those first few weeks off after the season, and then you kind of want to get back into it. You know, doing some, you know, some light stuff. You know, just to take care of yourself. You know, just being a good pro, and you know. Yoga's, you know, yoga's a big thing I've been doing. Um, you know, swimming has been a big thing. Just some light stuff to take care of the body and, um, you know, been doing that. And then, of course, you know, been been watching some shows. You know, it's cold weather up here. So when I've been trapped up here in the cold weather and inside, um, you know, I've been watching a lot of Netflix. Any good recommendations? Um, the new Narcos, Mexico's up. That's yeah, a good, one, yeah. Really, really good one. Um, that's a good one. I'm rewatching El Chapo. <laughs> uh, I, just, I, I don't know. I really like those crime kind of like thriller shows, so I've been really into that. Cool. Um, I really wanted to talk to you because I think preseason is such a unique time, yeah. and you've been on all sides of it pretty right, much. Right, right, right. Um, do you like preseason? What's preseason like? Tell us tell us a little bit. What it's um, like. No, I, I like preseason. I think preseason is a, a great time for, for individuals and for, you know, a, a group collectively. You know, you have a bunch of new guys coming in. You get to see new faces, new staff. Um, and it's a fun time. It's a fun time to get to know everyone and, and um, kind of grind through those those harder days with each other. And you know, it, it's fun to travel around as well. You know, get to, you know, we're fortunate enough to to be able to travel to some cool destinations this preseason. And um, you know, it's going to be a blast. We're, we still have a bunch of new guys coming in, and you know, we're going to have a lot of younger academy guys with us as well. So it's it's going to be a fun uh, fun preseason. Two years ago, you came in, you know, as a trialist. Right. Um, I gotta figure that's really scary. You're kind of playing for everything, right? What take us back to that time? What was it like? What um, were you thinking? You know, it, it's not. Uh, I think you get to a point in your career, and you know, you, you it's a make it's a make or break moment, and that's kind of like what it was for me. If I wanted to get to the highest possible level, you know, and that's whether that's representing the best MLS club, you know, in the league, and getting to the national team, and that's you know that's what happened, um, you know, on this path for me. And you know, it, it wasn't as as scary, you know, but it's it's um, it's more of like anxious, you know, because I, I want to know what ha- I want to know what happens. You know, I know I could play at this level. I know I belong at this level, so it's it's up to me. And it's it's a lot of weight, you know, going in there, trying to impress, you know, Patrick Vieira and you know a really good coaching staff, and to to mix in with you know players that have been playing you know multiple seasons with each other, and also also to play alongside with Pirlo and David Villa is a, you know, is another another you know a little intimidating moment, but you know it it worked out and. You know, I don't regret anything, and you know, I couldn't be any happier. It all worked out for me. It's also such a grind. You see it every day, right, every right. day. How important is it to kind of stay? Fi- is it important to stay fit in, right now in the off season, going into? Yeah, no, it's it's super important, and it's super important whether you're a young guy or you're an older guy. It's super important to take care of your body, um, you know, and to maintain you know your fitness throughout throughout off season. You know, it's yeah, you could take time off, but you know, doing a jog here and there. Just little stuff to keep the body moving, keep the body going. It's it's super important because, you know, when you come in the preseason, you want to already have some level of fitness, 
Um, you know, because preseason is difficult, everybody knows. So if you come in with a low level fitness, doing absolutely nothing, it's you're gonna you're gonna trail behind. And you know, when you're competing for a position, you know, when you're battling other guys for a position, and you know, when you're part of one of the top top leagues in the MLS, you know, that are going for you know for trophies and stuff like that, you know, you want to come in with everyone on the same page. So it's very important. And you, I guess you could say, kind of successfully completed the preseason, getting the contract at the end. Yeah. How? How were the days leading up to that? Are you just kind of wondering, and how, how special was that moment? Um, you know, at first, you know, you just kind of wonder. You know, you know, I know I'm doing well. You know, I know I'm making mistakes. You know, it's it's a little, it's a mixed feeling, but you just gotta keep going out day in, day out, and you know, giving everything you have because um, it's it's not guaranteed. I mean, even for draft picks, you know, it's not guaranteed. So it's you know, it, it's a bunch of mixed feelings and mixed emotions. Like, okay, what do they what do they think of me? Because you want it to happen. You know, is it gonna happen now? And, um, you know, mine, you know, Sturzer signed that preseason a little bit before me. So I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, are they going to sign me now? Are they going to sign me? So it's just it's a waiting game. But you got to be patient. You got to keep doing the right thing. And, you know, honestly, you know, I always say this, everyone, everything happens for a reason. So whether it doesn't happen here or not, you know, it's going to happen somewhere else for you. So that's something, you know, I, I truly believe in. And I think what we've seen with you is like, you're definitely mentally strong, you're kind of a resilient, you know, focused guy. Yeah. Where do you think that comes from? Were you born with that? Did somebody teach it um, to you? You know, I just think being, you know, I think my dad was a was huge with that, um, with, you know, making sure us boys were disciplined, were respectful mm -hmm. to to whoever, whenever, however. Um, you know, he was always honest with hard work. You know, we were always, you know, I played baseball and soccer. Both both my brothers and I, we played baseball and soccer. You know, we were the we were always like doing extra work because my dad was you know harping on us, getting on us, to to do the extra work because you know at the end it's going to pay off and it's going to make you better than everyone else. Because how many people actually like go that extra mile? You know, so it was it was important for me as young and it's you know it shaped me into you know the person and player I am now. And you know I'm fortunate enough to have a, a wife now who can do the same thing. You know I'm away from my family, so I have a wife who makes sure I stay on you know I stay on my path. You know, she'll talk to me when I'm down or she'll be there for me when I'm down. And, you know, she's a she's a big part of that going forward right now. And you're, you know, one of the Americans on our team. What advice would you have to young kids that, you know, were where you used to be to make it pro? Like what what's some concrete advice you would give them? Honestly, you know, I got some friends that, you know, are, you know, been up and down with MLS and with USL. Um, but it's it's a it's a grind like it's. You, you got to be patient. You know, some players have it easier than others. Um, you know, and that's just, it's based on timing, honestly. You know, and it's based on the coaching staff at the time. It's based on the team, the organization, their needs. Like, there's so much that can go into this that can, you know, play a favorite for a player. So it's honestly, it's about patience. It's about hard work, but it's about, you know, staying focused. I, you know, and I, I've said this before, if you if you want to if you want to play this sport, you know, you either got to be all in or not because the, the moment you're, you're not all in, then your opportunity passes. You know what I mean? So it's important to, to stay on, on your path and, and be patient and know everything happens for a reason. You know, your time is going to come, and when you get that opportunity, take advantage of it. And you had some, some low points throughout. Um, how, how do you handle those? How, like, how do you just keep yourself? I mean, I was, I was really fortunate enough to, um, you know, when I was younger, to be with the Rowdies and be in my hometown. So I was very mm -hmm. fortunate enough to be in my hometown and have my friends and my family and obviously have, have the water in my backyard every day. So when it wasn't going right, you know, down there, and, you know, because I wanted to be at the MLS level, 
I had other things to turn to. So I was really, really lucky and really fortunate with that. Um, you know, but I think if it, if I was in a different location away from my friend's family and, and my wife, you know, at the time, I think it would have been very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's part of that grind, you know, and it's part of, you know, if it's if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, you know, you, you just got to keep working. And, you know, at the end of the day, whatever happens, happens as long as you, you know, give everything you got. I truly believe in that. And you mentioned the water there. Is yeah, that right. one of the things that, like, we know you like fishing. Is yeah. that is that a, a big thing that, that helps you out? or Huge thing, yeah. I mean, you know, off, you know, and I, I joke about this sometimes, but off-season for me is not so much of an off-season because I'm either up at, you know, 5.30 in the morning going to work out or I'm up at, you know, 5.30 in the morning to go fishing. So I don't sleep in too much when I'm home in the off-season, but I love being out in the water. It's, uh, you know, it's it's another passion of mine. It's something, you know, I, I want to pursue when, when I'm done playing. How'd you get into that? Is that just like you're from Florida? You everyone does that, or, or? Uh, you know, there's there's different there's obviously different levels of it, and you know, people do it for fun and relaxing, and then people do it for the competitive, you know, professionalism of it. And you know, I was fortunate to start young, where I wanted to learn and figure out, you know, my area. You know, from St. Pete all the way up to Newport Ritchie, you know, all inside Tampa Bay. I wanted to figure out the water. I wanted to learn about you know, catching this species this time of year. There's so many variables. People go, you know, people can go out and you could throw out anything in the water and sit there and wait. Mm -hmm. And, you know, many people laugh at fishing because, you know, that's not, that's not fun when you sit there and you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. But when you're, you know, almost, you know, hunting, you know, species and, you know, you're out in the water and, you know, you're fishing in super shallow water and you get to see the, it's just, it's, it's a thrill for me. And, you know, it's something I'm really passionate about, and I, I, I would love to pursue when I'm done playing. Did it come from your father? Did you do it with your father, or how'd you first Yeah, start? no, my dad used to take us all the time when we were younger. Um, you know, that kind of fishing, we were, you know, kind of sitting and waiting. But, you know, I grew up with some buddies, and, um, you know, they had, you know, multiple boats, and, you know, they his dad was a fisherman, and, you know, he my buddy was growing up, you know, as a fisherman, and so I would, I would be at his house every weekend, sleeping over his house every weekend, and you know, I learned pretty much everything I know now from them, and, you know, it's it's just, it's a great, it's it's awesome. I, I love it. <laughs> Do you think it's it's really important for a professional to have kind of that second hobby that takes their mind off it? Yeah, bit? no, for sure. You know, and some players, you know, have have their family, and I'll, I'll get to that point where I have, you know, my, you know, when I'm done playing, I'll, you know, my family will be that, that passion. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but, you know, I think it's very important for some players to have, you know, something else, you know, whether it's golfing, um, you know, traveling, something, some other passion. It's, I think it's, um, I think it makes it makes and breaks, you know, a lot of players later in their career because they get tired mentally and physically. And when you're just going, going, going for so many years and you don't really have much to turn to besides, you know, playing soccer, coming home, playing soccer, coming home, mm -hmm. um, you know, it really can drain on you. And you've been away from the water a little bit living in New yeah. York. Um, yeah. What are some things you do like about New York and maybe some things you might not like? Um, I mean, I tell my wife, every, every time we go in the city, we get excited. I think it's just, it's just one of those places, you know, Manhattan, um, you know, it just, it's just, it, it's, all, it's unbelievable. Like, there's nothing like it in the world. Mm -hmm. You go down there and there's new coffee shops, new restaurants, every corner. Like, there's just so much to do. And, you know, out Florida, we don't have any, we don't have anything like that. Like, a metropolitan for us is like, you know, half a dozen, you know, high, you know, high rises, you know, I mean, it's not anything. So to, to be in like the biggest city, uh, it's, it's pretty fun. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, we love going out to the Hamptons. That's something we enjoy, obviously, because the water out there, the beach, 
you know, kind of lifestyles out there. Um, so we, we can make it work. We can kind of bring a little bit of our lifestyle from Florida up here in certain parts of the year. Nice. And you mentioned your wife. Uh, yeah. You had a big milestone this past year. You yeah. got married. You got married um, June 10th. Yep. Everyone loves a love story. So yeah. Could you tell us how you guys met? So it's, it's funny, actually. So we went to high school together. Um, we went to junior year prom, and that was it. We went to prom, and that was it. Uh, we didn't talk to each other after that. <laughs> yeah, it was really strange. We went on senior year, didn't talk to each other. Um, we went to different – she went to UCF, I went to USF, so University of Central Florida and South Florida. So we were rivals, but she was with a boyfriend. She probably had a boyfriend for four or five years. And then I was drafted to Columbus, and we had a World Cup break in 2014, so I got to go home. And somehow, some way, like my best friend at the time and her best friend at the time um, kind of just like passed numbers along and we met for lunch and that was it. Just kind of sealed the deal. And Wow. Yeah. So it was a break in between there. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. June 10th. <laughs> yeah. Really? June 10th of 2014. So that's why we got married uh, June 10th. Nice. This past year, 2018. Yeah. And obviously she's a really important person, it sounds like, yeah. now to yeah. like help you. Yeah, she's super important. She's, you know, she's a really independent woman. She's super driven just like me, so it's it's good to have that, you know, in, in my background, you know, and when I get to go home at the end of the day to have that there. Cool, man. Um, I want to change the subject a little bit, talk about um, the locker room. We have yeah. such a diverse locker room. Right. Um, what is it like, you know, having guys from all the countries? What is it like in there? It's cool, man. I mean, I, I've experienced the different cultures since, since college. You know, I met, in college we probably had – 15 to 20 different you know countries every every season I was there that was something huge from uh, my college coach George Kiefer at the time um so I I've been a part of you know diverse locker rooms since you know 20 2010 you know so it's, it's really cool it's it's a fun experience you get to see different personalities you know the different vibes the different lifestyles obviously different music different tastes for food yeah so it's you know it it just makes me a little more cultured and you know allows me to be a little more open, you know, with, with everything. So it's, uh, it's really cool, and it's, it's been a great experience. I'm sure it translates onto the pitch too, right, different style of playing right, and all that. Right. Do you learn a lot too from yeah, that? Yeah, no, of course. You know, you have, like, your South American flair. You know, you have European players that come in with, you know, smarter tactically. And then obviously, you, you know, you have American players who are known for, you know, athleticism, working hard. So you mesh all that together, and, you know, we give some of that to the European players. We give that to some of the South American – you know, we all – you know, switch and give each other, you know, certain styles. And it's, you know, it's, that's why we're a top, a top team every year. And you're probably teaching a lot of kind of American culture to some of these guys. Are there any funny, like, do they struggle with anything really at first? Like, is uh, there one thing that sticks out or is it just kind of a constant learning? It's a constant, it's a constant learning, but I think guys are still like learning about like, car, like why they pay so much for like car insurance over here <laughs> and like taxes and just like little stuff like that, you know? Um, speaking of the locker room, what is what is the music like in there? Does any of your music ever make it onto the pregame uh, playlist? I'm pretty low key with my music. You know, if there's a couple guys around, I might sneak my tunes on. You know, I listen to a lot of reggae, a lot of revolution, like Iration, Sublime, and that kind of stuff. Wow. Um, so normally it's hip hop that's playing, so that's kind of the mass majority. So my music's kind of just in the background there. Have you picked up some of it though? I'm taking it. Yeah, yeah, of course, of <laughs> course. I got I got to play this on my Spotify with some hip hop. Who dominates? Who's like the DJ in the locker room? Um, or do we take turns? I think there's turns. I think yeah. there's turns. Yeah, I think Seb will put his his playlist on. Obviously, Jonathan, Lewis, probably both of them. 
Um, you're one of the vets on this team now, yeah. pretty much. Um, do you see your role changing in any way this year? Oh, I mean, it's my third year here, you know, and I was, I, you know, I was my second year last year, so I was already starting to feel a little more leadership last year, and I, you know, I think I need to take that and expect a little more this year, and um, you know, with guys leaving and some new guys coming in, you know, I have to, I have to put that on my back that I have to, you know, be a leader and and show these guys what this club's all about, um, along with the other half a dozen older guys, you know, in the locker room. So it's it's super important and. You know, I'm I'm all for it, and um, you know, I'm I'm here to to help younger guys because I've been, I've been through every situation or scenario, so you know, I can really relate. What are some of the goals for yourself and our, our, the club this year? What does a successful um, 2019 season? I mean, we have to, we got to win something. Um, you know, every year we make it the playoffs, obviously, but you know, we need to, whether it's Open Cup or whether that's MLS playoffs in the year, we 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 have to compete. We have to win. You know, I think. Um, we have to have a complete season. You know, we were we started the season so hot. Um, with the coaching change, we were still so hot, and then we kind of went down a little bit. So I, I think we need to find a, a better balance this year. And, you know, if we're going to be a top team, we have to be a top team home in a way. Um, you know, that's super, super important for us. You know, I don't think our away record was that good last year. You know, and it's it's really important, especially towards the end of the year when teams and players are getting tired. Those away, um, those away points are super important. So I think that's something we have to focus on this year. And how important is it for you on the back line to to know that everyone's coming back next year? And, and does that how much does that help you guys? It's oh, it's huge. It's huge for us. You know, we 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 don't leave off on any. You know, we leave off where we started. Um, you know, we have every everybody. We'll probably bring in one or maybe two more defenders, um, but we have the same goalkeepers, the same back line. Um, so that's that's huge because you don't want to change out. You, you barely want to change out your goalkeeper, and you barely want to change out your your, your defense. Um, so it's it's really important uh, that we have that. Um, I want to end on something a little fun, right. um, some superlatives. I'll right. give you a kind of a, a category, and you tell me who on our team is is that person. All right, class clown. Class clown. Uh, I'd have to say Jonathan Lewis, on both sides of it. Make, making jokes and getting made fun of. <laughs> um, teacher's pet. Oh man, teacher's pet. I'd have to say Jeff. Jeff Caldwell. Why he's just he's just always. It's just I don't know. It's just, front of the line. He's just right there. Yeah, <laughs> front of the line. <laughs> um, most talkative. Most talkative. Um, Jonathan Lewis. For sure. He's going to be on a lot of these, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, best style? Best style. I'm going to have to give that to Seb. Mm. Seba. Seba's got a good style. Worst style? Worst style. Oh, man, you're going to get me in trouble with these <laughs> ones. Uh, or maybe not as good style. <laughs> uh, probably Joe Scally. Yeah, he's still learning. We're working on him. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to get his. You know, he wears like a size eleven and a half, and he should be wearing size ten. <laughs> you know, he's still growing. That's, I think that's what his parents think. So, um, the best bromance on the team. Best bromance. Um, that's tough. It's difficult. Are there a few or? Oh, we just lost. We just we lost uh, some guys. You know what I mean. Um, Who's your like best bro on the team? I, I love Brad. You know, Brad's a good guy. I love Sean. I love Seba. 
Um, bus bromance, though. I'd have to say. How about in your time here? Oh, in my time yeah, here. Who was oh, the best bro? Ring. Okay, maybe right now, maybe Ring and Anton. But Ring and Rodney, for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. What oh, my about. gosh. Yeah. They <laughs> Why? Were con- they were just connected at the hip. <laughs> um, who's the life of the party? Life of the party? Jonathan Lewis. <laughs> uh, this one probably won't be Jonathan. Who's the quietest? James Sands, for sure. He's opening up, though. He's getting, he's getting a little more talkative. He's getting involved in the banter. So, Who's the loudest? Jonathan Lewis. Jonathan Lewis. Um, who do you think would be or who is the motivational speaker of the group? Um, I would have to say either Sean or Maxime. You know, Ring as well. You know, those are you know, three good leaders right there. Um, and they all speak up. When they speak, everyone yeah. listens. Yeah. All right, let's end on this one. Who is most likely to be president? Most likely to be president? Jeff Caldwell. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know, he's just got that. I don't know. It's just, just <laughs> Jeff. Just Jeff. <laughs> he says that President Swagger. But <laughs> cool. Well, man, thanks for sitting cool, down man. with us. I th- appreciate, I appreciate it. it, Jose. Thanks, man.